We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. I want to invite you this morning to come on a journey with me to find the power of God in empty places. Let me pray. Lord, I'm asking this morning that your Holy Spirit may touch our hearts. That in the empty places, God, you may turn up powerfully and wonderfully. Speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you're like me, we always like something full. If I have a cup of coffee, I want a full cup of coffee. You know what I mean? If I'm having my cereal in the morning, I want a, a full bowl of cereal. There's something about having something full. But when I start to read about the resurrection, I see there's the power of God turns up in some empty, dark places. You see, that Friday, the Good Friday, people felt so empty what they had expected Jesus to do, he didn't do. And they were empty. Dreams were smashed. Hope was abandoned. Excitement was quenched. Friendships were abandoned. The cross was empty. God did not turn up as expected. Their needs of emptiness were before God and they needed God to turn up. Listen to the story, Easter Sunday. Mark chapter 16, verse one. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they may anoint Jesus' body. Just in those few verses tells me what the people were thinking. Jesus promised that on the third day, He's gonna rise again. On the third day, Jesus is gonna conquer death and sin and hell and the grave. This is gonna be victory and yet, these three women arrived at the tomb to anoint a dead body. They had missed the picture totally. There was no one outside the tomb if the disciples really believed that Jesus was gonna rise again from the dead. They would have been having a night visual with a guitar outside the tomb singing songs, waiting for dawn and just looking around to see where Jesus was gonna arise. But no one expected nobody in the tomb. So early on the first day of the week after the sunrise, they went on the way to the tomb and each one asked the other, who will roll the stone away at the entrance? But when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. That's just like Jesus. He goes before us. He knows what's coming up and He looks after us. He'd rolled the stone away for them because he knew that they were gonna turn up and he knew they had no way of rolling the stone away. Today, I wanna remind you, Jesus knows your journey. Jesus knows your circumstances. He goes before you and he makes things happen to pave the way for his plans and his purposes in your life. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robes sitting there on the right side and they were alarmed. And the angel said, don't be alarmed. Every time an angel appears in the Bible, he's saying, don't fear, don't be alarmed. So if you run into an angel, the first thing they'll say is, don't be alarmed because you will be alarmed. 
So they were looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He said to them, he's not here, he's risen. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of them into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. I wanna talk this morning about the power of God that fills empty spaces. Now, if you're completely filled up, it's really hard for God to fill you more. Let me give you a demonstration. Three glasses that I wanna fill up. I've just coloured the water so you could see it, that's nothing else. If I wanna fill up this glass, it's already full. I can't add anything to it, it's already full. If I wanna fill up this glass, there's still some room, there's stuff in there that I can fill it a little bit. This glass, this glass is just begging to be filled. Let's fill it. And I wonder this morning, which is your life? Is your life so full that there's no room for anything more? You want God to turn up, but there's no emptiness for Him to fill? You're just so full? It's your life, gee, that's a bit murky, isn't it? Your life's got some stuff in there. They're really the best thing for that is to take the stuff out before we add the water. Or would you love God to fill you and to know the power of the resurrection. You know, a number of things that happen when we see the power of God. And the first one is the power of a God encounter. Do you know every Sunday now, every day is Resurrection Sunday. Since Jesus rose again, the power of God is available to those who really trust and who really believe. On that day, there was a couple Cleophas was one guy's name. We don't know who the other person's name was. I'll call him Cleo for short. But Cleo and his friend, they were there in Jerusalem. They got up early on Sunday morning and they realised they couldn't see Jesus had risen. So they decided it's all finished. I'm going back to their town. Their town was Emmaus and it was seven kilometres away. They said, it's not working. It hasn't happened. We're finished. Let's head back to Emmaus. And on the way to Emmaus, this man come beside them and started to walk with them. It's actually Jesus, but they didn't recognise him. And as Jesus walked <coughs> with them and he talked with them, he talked about what had happened. He talked about the Old Testament, how it is fulfilled in the New Testament. He talked about what it means to, to know the greatness and the power and the might of God. And they just walked with him. And the Bible says the hearts burned within them when Jesus was with him. You know, the power of a God encounter means your heart burns within you because God is there, God is with you. Then they came to the village and there at the village, they decided to have communion. They'd sit around the table and they'd break bread together. And as they broke bread together, all of a sudden something happened for them. They realised this man that they've been with, this man that gave them excitement, this man that gave them peace, this man that made their heart burn within them, it's Jesus, he's really risen. And once I <laughs> realised that, Jesus disappeared. You see, there's such a power 
when something's revealed to you. There's power in revelation. And on that day, around that meal, something amazing was revealed to this couple on the way to Emmaus. And as they took the bread and they looked at his hands, I thought, we've never seen a person alive with scars in their hands. And they looked at his feet and they thought, we've never seen a man alive who's been crucified. This is Jesus. All of a sudden they had a revelation that He truly is risen, that God is alive, that He's gonna make an impact, that He is going to make a difference. They were excited. So all of a sudden they realised, I don't wanna stay here anymore. I don't wanna stay where I am. I wanna return to Jerusalem to find out what Jesus is gonna do. And sometimes in our lives, we get stuck. We get stuck in places where we shouldn't be. We go down paths that we shouldn't go down and Jesus chases us down that path because He wants us to have a revelation that He cares for us. No matter how dark the day, how difficult the season, no matter how hard it is for you right now, Jesus wants to be there and meet with you. And when you have a revelation that He still loves me and that He does care for me, our hearts just wanna get back with Him and we want to get it right. They had this amazing revelation. They weren't where they were supposed to be. So they went back to Jerusalem. You know, Jesus got out of the grave. He's made a difference and He wants us to get up as well. He wants us to really give our lives to Him and make an incredible difference. But we have to have a willing spirit. It's so easy to say, yes, I wanna know more about God. Yes, I wanna know what it means to follow Jesus. But we've gotta have the power of a willing spirit to do a journey that's willing to forgive. Do a journey that's willing to let go of our past and discover what it means to know Jesus today. A journey that's willing to embrace the power of God and to change and allow God to be God and make a difference. Jesus Himself had to do that as they put Him on the cross, as they slammed those nails into His hands. Rather than focusing on the nails, He said, Father, forgive these people. They don't know what they're doing. And he never wanted to go back there again and just think about the pain. He wanted to move on to the future and what he had prepared for all those who loved him. You know, with a willing spirit, we need to move forward. We've got to be willing to put the past behind us and move forward in the future that God has because God has prepared a place and a future for every one of us. Because so many people focus on wounds and pain and hurt rather than looking to the God who can heal and bring wholeness. There may be power in a willing spirit, but there's power in scars. And sometimes we don't stop to think that the journey we've done and the difficulty of our journey There is power in it because Christianity does not hide the scars. Every one of our scars tell a story. I was blind, but now I see. You know, there's a number of scars on my body and they all tell a story. Some of you would never ever know, but there's a scar on the back of my lip. And that story is about when I was in year six, I was coming home, it was a wet afternoon, I was riding my bike and we got to ride up this really steep, hill and as I was riding up my bike flipped and I fell face down on the on the road 
And my lip swelled up and there's a massive scar on the back of my lip. And we cleaned it up, my mum cleaned it up, but something happened and this a little piece of a stone was left in there. So now still from time to time, it will still swell up in the back and I can still feel the piece of stone. It tells a story. And you know, every scar you've got, whether it be a physical scar or a spiritual scar, there's a story behind it. And there's a story that God wants to be part of to bring you into wholeness. Some of those stories can be pretty atrocious. Some of those stories can be hard to go back to. But those stories now are just scars. Rather than being open wounds, God brings healing and God brings wholeness. The power of the resurrection does not take away the scars, but sets us free to live with the scars and not to be afraid of what caused the scars any longer. So often we look at our past and we see them as wounds, but in our past rather than being wounds, they're now healing because of the power of the resurrection. The power of the resurrection, the power of God brings us healing and wholeness if we allow God to come into our lives, into our hearts and start to bring the healing that only He can bring. God may leave you in a place you don't understand and there's some emptiness but if you allow room for faith, he starts to fill that emptiness and bring wholeness. So in the woundedness, it's like one of these glasses, just not quite full, there's some emptiness there. Don't keep living with the emptiness. Allow God and the power of his resurrection to bring wholeness in that emptiness, to start to give you a peace, to give you a willing spirit to forgive, to give you a willing spirit to move on, to give you a willing spirit to put that woundedness into a big picture. And when you put it into a big picture, you don't just focus on that small bit of woundedness. You see, it becomes part of a massive picture and sometimes there can be layers I remember watching someone doing oil painting one time and I walked in there and I was watching them create this lovely scene and in this scene they were doing the top of a tree and they made a mess of it an absolute mess of it, it didn't match the rest of the picture and I said what are you going to do about it and they said simple I just do another layer of paint over it and as I do another layer of paint over it it creates the scene that I want. In our emptiness, in our scars, in our pain, the power of the resurrection, the power of God starts to do another layer as we trust Him, as we see this as part of the bigger picture, as we see this in God's plan that He can put this together and make this right and we trust Him. That's what faith is. Faith is simply trusting God in the emptiness along the journey so that you can become whole. Trust Him, He brings wholeness. He brings it together. So these two on the way to Emmaus, they finally got back to Jerusalem. And there in Jerusalem, they wanted to connect with the 11 disciples. But the 11 disciples, they were afraid. And what they'd done, they'd locked themselves in a room because they're fearful of the Jews that they too would be crucified or they too would be put in prison. You know, fear locks us in a room. Fear locks us in a place where we won't go out and we won't explore things. Fear puts us in a prison. And these disciples were locked in the prison of this room because they were so fearful 
people, but they had nothing to fear. They could step outside and they could start to live a life because they, now they have the power of God in them and through them to make an impact, to make a difference that God had won the victory. And this morning on, on Easter Sunday, God has won the victory. We have got the power of God in us and through our, us to get out of the rooms and the prisons of fear, to start to face things that we've never faced before, to step up where we've never stepped up before, to look at this part of the journey and say, God, you are enough for this. Would you come with me? Will you give me strength? Will you help me to move on? Just have faith. There's one guy, his name is Thomas. And he'll always be known as Doubting Thomas. Poor Thomas. One mistake. He said, unless I run into Jesus and I put my finger in his scars, I will never believe that he is the risen Lord. And for seven days, he never saw Jesus. And they started to call him Doubting Thomas. I bet they slung mud at him to say, hey, you're the doubter. He's the doubter. So now for all the history and for, for all of eternity, he will always be known from one mistake he made as the doubting Thomas. Have you ever made one mistake? Have people always remembered that mistake or something that had gone wrong and you wish you could erase that? I best bet Thomas just wished that he hadn't said anything and just waited because everyone saw that he was a guy that didn't have that much faith. He just doubted he needed to see it. But Jesus turned up and doubting Thomas become an incredible believer. That is the power of the cross. The power of the cross, the same place where the nails were placed, there's a place of healing. The cross echoes down the corridors of time that God loves you that God absolutely loves you and cares for you. There's nowhere that you can run or you can hide from God. This Easter, on Resurrected Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, God is alive. He's made a difference. And the message for you is that He loves you. He absolutely loves you. He cares for you. And He is running after you. He wants you to embrace Him, to absolutely know the power of freedom, what it means to exchange my life of crippling fears or disappointments or my woundedness and allow the scars to heal and to move on to be all that God wants us to be. How long will we stay wounded? How long will we stay stuck? The disciples, the people of that time could have stayed wounded because they didn't open their eyes and see what happened. But all of a sudden they realised it's true. He has risen. He makes a difference. And this Easter, He's risen. He's making a difference. He's touching hearts. He's touching lives. And just as our worship team comes up, I want to encourage you this morning. You need to do an exchange with God this morning to exchange the wounds that you've been carrying and ask God to start the healing, to apply the ointment of forgiveness, a vision of hope, a step of faith, a touch of healing to start to change so that I can look at my wounds and no longer talk about wounds, but talk about the scars, the stories that make me who I am right now, today. 
you're sitting here or you're watching us online, you are who you are because of your journey. May not have been your choice to have the journey the way you had it. It may not have been your choice to go through what you've gone through, but don't keep walking in woundedness. Walk forward and realise that God's a healer. God brings you whole. God makes a difference. Can we stand together? And as we stand together this morning and at home, you might just like to stand there and raise your hands to God. I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to pray to you that you'd have a God encounter, that you'd really start to have a revelation right now that He loves you, that He's your healer, that the resurrected Sunday makes an incredible difference and He wants you to walk in wholeness. So God, this morning, I invite you, Holy Spirit, for people here and online, just to have a sense of you putting your arms around them, that people will know beyond a shadow of a doubt right now in the journey that you love them. There are questions I wanna ask, but God, you just love them. That people are accepted, people are forgiven because it's a resurrected Sunday. That God, you're doing a journey with them no matter how far they're away or no matter how far they've wandered, you're journeying with them and your love will encompass them. Lord, I pray for peace where there are fears. I pray, Father, for healing of disappointments and wholeness to know that you are our God. So Lord, we exchange those wounds this morning and we lay them down and we receive, Lord, your power of healing and your power of wholeness in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.